Wallows of the South is a proud member of the RPG Academy Network. Hello, and welcome to Swallows of the South. I'm Quinn Wilson, storyteller. Before we get started this week, I did want to remind all of our listeners that as the series concludes, we will be doing a special questions and answers episode at the end of the series. If you're interested in having your questions read and answered on that episode, please feel free to either send us an email to swallowsofthesouth at gmail.com or to our Twitter account at Swallows of South with the hashtag Q&A. I would also like to briefly apologize for the delay in recent episodes. I've had some major schedule shifts as I've entered graduate school, including a very intensive summer session, which I'm now on the other side of. Expect releases to become much more regular. I'd also like to thank our new Patreon backer, James Barton. Thank you so much, James, for your support. I always love to hear your thoughts on game design, and also when you do live tweets of our episodes. It's always great to interact with you, and I'm so glad to see your patronage. With all that out of the way, let's get started. In the time of myth, when gods and mortals walked creation together, as ashen mask and tepid harmonious accord tussled, with Mei Jin, Golden Might of the Dawn and Rizzo continued their hike toward the summit, toward Rei, and toward Languishing Diatribe. As they continued to ascend, what challenges would they face? Could they stick together? What surprise was waiting for them next? The base of the mountain sits before you. The sound is only getting louder. What do you do, Rizzo and Goldie? Moving forward, head up the mountain. Yeah, they'll, 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 they'll both, they'll catch up. They'll It'll... have a better chance of seeing us at the top of the mountain. Yeah, and you know, he, he goes around the sides a lot, so he's fine. They're both fine. They can take care of themselves. They're exalted, you know. Yeah, they, they can take care of each other and like, they'll go around the side and it'll be fine. Let's, let's, Golden Might of the Dawn kind of clenches her fists and taps them together, focusing on the ring that she wears on each of her middle fingers. They're going to be fine, and we're going to be fine, and no matter how many people we have to kill, we're going to win. Totally. It has to be fine. I'm here. <laughs> of course. I'm going to make sure it all stays safe. You'll make sure we all stay safe, but make sure that Loving and Mercy stay safe, okay? Mercy's really scared of the rumbling sound. Are you sure it's not just your belly? No. You guys will make it through. I'll make sure. Let's keep going, Rizzo. And Rizzo picks up Qui-Gon and just puts him in her bag. You make your way up the mountain. The sound seems as though it is becoming deafening between the humming and the crackling. But you keep going up and up and up. Loose rocks begin to tumble into the pathway as you walk. Not boulders, but small stones. And eventually, the path gives way to a long series of shrine gates, painted in purple, the color of endings. And at the end of this long drag of shrine gates, you see a silhouette of a man with three arms. Intense, gold-brown eyes, a mop of messy, dark hair and bronze skin. He wears decorated armor, and his arms and fingers are adorned in jewelry. Hanging around his neck is a single arm made of orichalcum. Something on the scale of the idols that you have pursued. You know this to be the broken fourth arm to the sun idol. And standing before you 
is Ray of Golden Sunlight, the sun's child. Well, 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 look who it is. You finally arrive, and you're already too late. Well, we had to stop because somebody had to go to the bathroom a few times. And she points to Qui-Gon in the bag. Very funny. I've been eager to meet back up with you, Rizzo, ever since you and Tulio and Leah slid away in the middle of the night. Yeah. You ran away from the village of Jupiter. We have unfinished business. I mean, I would assume we do. I think that you would like a rematch. And I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. Good. I assume you're as honorable as you were when last we met. What the fuck does that mean? It means that your friend there can run along and meet her doom at the hands of Languishing Diatribe. I think you mean that I can run ahead and murder languishing diatribe but you know you you can say it however you'd like yes sh- she will go it's uh it's fine i, I just need, i just wanted you my all to myself it's you know really him him you could have anyone in creation rizzo probably it's a joke been there done that i don't want my own sloppy seconds okay fair enough good because i don't want you back i didn't want that either cool i'm glad we're on the same page okay this is awkward rizzo i'll see you around High five. Big girl power high five. But when they do that, a little pink sparkles come out. And then Golden Might of the Dawn dashes ahead. And as she passes Ray, it's a small, quick freeze frame of her giving him the dirtiest glare she's ever given anyone in her entire life before returning to normal pace. And she marches forward. As Golden Might of the Dawn makes her way forward, the camera centers back on Ray of Morning Sunlight, who drops into a pugilist stance. And then from that, drops even deeper for a moment drawing breath in as red hot energy begins to coil around him and spark with electricity and fire he has become his own engine of heat and light his hair begins to float and raise the definition seems to be fading out of his eyes as his muscles tense roll join combat so she puts on these mock sunglasses that she made because she knew he was going to do that and she kind of I assume that it gets loud when he does that because maybe you hear like fire crackling and stuff like that and and, and she's going to say you did that the first time I kissed you <laughs> and she puts the mock sunglasses on cool go ahead and take a two dot stunt for that eight All right. As Rizzo is at 11 initiative, Ray is at 6. Did not roll so hot, that Ray guy. It is your turn to start off the round. What will you do? So as Rizzo was heading up the mountain, she did activate Diamond Body Piranha, making her total soak 19. Perfect. And first off, she's just going to start off using Excellent Strike. All righty. You are looking to beat a parry value of his of 6. Okay. I'm going to spend four peripheral motes. Perfect. And Rizzo knows that this is a battle that's been coming on for a long time. She's not going to try to skip out on being precise and kind of flopping around. Also, she knows that Ray is never going to let her hear the end of this if he wins, and she can't really let him beat her in any way just because she knows the type of person that Ray is and she feels like partly everything that she's done up to now every idol that she's gotten 
every encounter that she's had, every battle that she's had has led up to this moment. If she doesn't end up squaring off with anyone else from this particular group, she knows that if anything, she needs to show Ray who's boss. And when she pulls her sword out, it not only feels like an old friend, but it feels like unfinished business between her sword and her that this is something that they needed to finish off from the last time that they battled. Rizzo goes to a medium glow. She hasn't quite emotionally been hit off to seeing her anima yet, but she means business and she wants Ray to know that she means business. So she musters up all this just to have one solid blow and kick it off so that he knows that like she is here to do what she's going to do and show him what she can do. Perfect. Go ahead and take a two dot stunt for that. So that's plus two extra dice and an automatic success. 11, 12. All right. So you have gone clear over his defense value once over again. Mm -hmm. What is your base damage? 12. So you are going to go ahead and roll seven damage dice against him here as he has a soak of 11. One success. You drive forward purposefully and you clash. It's been a while since you engaged in combat with Ray of Morning Sunlight. His form has improved. You can see the lightning trailing about his form as he moves to dodge this at the last second. There are a few strands of his hair that are caught in the wake of your blade as you come slicing down as he drops one point of initiative to five and you raise to 13 points of initiative. Ah, you're better than I thought you would be. But I think you need to be a little bit more serious, Rizzo. And he is going to snap forward as the lightning coalesces around the three of his fists, and he is going to strike you seemingly simultaneously with all of them as he is going to activate an unblockable, undodgeable withering attack against you, which will have double sevens on his damage. So... He slams into you, just shattering any hope of defense you had. This is a new technique he seems to have perfected, and he's going to go ahead and roll to hit you. You don't get your defense on this because it's a perfect attack. So that is nine damage that he's got. So you soak up most of this damage, but because of his present transformation he's taken on for this battle, he does have an overwhelming value of six, so he gets to roll that against you with double sevens. So that is six points of damage. He strikes in a way that you basically can't maneuver out of the way. Mm -hmm. You see the first fist coming and you're dodging out of the way only to be finding your momentum rolling into the second and third fist. So you drop six points of initiative, dropping you down to seven, and he gains seven points of initiative. Oh my god, what a brat. Bringing him up to 13. You've switched places, the round ends, and it is his turn again. He also is keeping the onslaught penalty for each time he attacks you. He's using hammer on iron, Mm -hmm. so your defense is now five but i believe that you have dipping swallow defense if at any time you want to negate those as it is now his turn again he smirks and takes two of his arms and essentially creates an axe handle trying to bring them down and knock you out on your feet striking you 
sort of through one of these nearby shrine gates and into some of the brush at the side. He is going to be using, again, hammer on iron, and then he's going to turn your onslaught penalty, which is now two, into some bonus damage dice. So are you going to do anything for your defense? So I would like to use dipping swallow defense. Perfect. Oh, he is also going to be using Fists of Iron Technique. He is channeling your relationship and your history with each other into a way to strike through your literal defenses. So he is able to reduce your soak by eight points. Nine successes on the attack, which means he's got seven raw damage coming at you that he's about to roll. If you wanted to use any of your defensive techniques, let me know. I'd like to use Durability of Oak if I could. Absolutely. So that will bring him down to five instead of seven dice of damage. He only scored one success there. So he lands with a strike, drives it at you, and you find yourself acclimating to his tempo now, the way that he's fighting after having not fought him for so long, and you're able to catch yourself very easily on the backside of this blow so that you're not significantly caught off guard. Your initiative drops to six, and his raises up to 15. It is your turn. What will you do? Rizzo's going to use excellent strike again. She sees his way of how he's doing things. Your form looks good. I just don't think you're ready for me quite yet. Uh, So take two bonus dice on that then for your stunt. 17. 17. That's 11 dice over his defense. So go ahead and roll your raw damage of 12. And if you want to, you can spend a willpower to guarantee a single point of damage. I would love to use that. Perfect. Seven successes. That's enough to drop him down to eight initiative and bring you up from six to 15. You've traded off again. You can activate one weapon, two blows at this particular moment if you would like. I would like to. Okay. And so she's going to follow up with that with an excellent strike again. All right. And how much excellency are you going to pay into that? One full excellency. All righty. So go ahead and roll 21 dice with an automatic success as you take your second hit. 10. 10. So that is five over his defense. So roll six dice for damage here. And that's four successes. Awesome. So four successes brings him down to four and brings you up to 20 initiative. At this point, you also have the ability to activate Peony Blossom technique, if you'd like. Yes. Perfect. As Rizzo's anima is shining, it is a swallowtail butterfly that has bursted from behind her and kind of looms over her head. Qui-Gon knows at this point to like kind of sit back. It sparkles and it looks very inviting, but he knows that this is something serious. It has a different energy around it, kind of like a rushed energy. It feels like a lot of static energy, yet somehow calming to Rizzo. She's able to focus and tunnel vision in on what she needs to do. It looks as though it beats in slow motion, but It's moving so fast that it looks like its wings are moving slower than it is. She feels a lot of familiarity, a lot of smells from at home, which triggers a lot of memories and a feeling of comfort that helps her zero in on what her target is, which is Ray. Perfect. 
And what charms are you going to use on this, aside from Peony Blossom? Excellent Strike. And anything on your Excellency here? Uh... His defense is four. Yeah, I'll spend two more personal. Okay. And to recap what's happened to bring us here, he knocked Rizzo back into a pillar. She slid forward as her anima began to blossom into this butterfly, striking him two times. She's reeling back for this third strike, and you can see that electricity that's gathering around Ray sort of snap as he seems to be moving, even though you just struck him twice, into a follow-up attack at the same time as you, Mm -hmm. trying to counter this Mm -hmm. by getting a strike in before your final blow. So we're both going to roll, and whoever gets the most successes wins. Okay. 12 successes. He only got seven. So you have five rollovers against his attack. He has maneuvered himself and tried to strike this, but your reflexes are so honed and so much faster that there's no way that he can counter this. Roll six dice for damage, and then after the fact, you get an automatic extra three levels of damage for defeating him in a clash attack. Six successes. Six is enough to crash him. So he drops down to negative two, which means you get seven plus five, 12. You're at 32 initiative. Mm-hmm. And if you would like, having just activated Peony Blossom technique, you can activate Iron Whirlwind technique. So you completely knocked him off guard. He tried to strike you, and you were basically behind him, striking him, slamming him into another one of these pillars. And you can now make up to four decisive attacks. You can split your initiative on these four attacks however you like. You only need to have a minimum of one on each attack as you come cascading in. What are you going to do? So Rissa is actually going to use Excellent Strike four times. But the first three times, she would like to use one initiative for each and just go bare minimum for the first three. Perfect. So you only need to pay that activation once. That'll be 13 on each of these rolls, unless you also want to go ahead and spend more excellency. But at this point, his defense is three. So you probably don't need to do that. And you don't get a lot of benefit from rollover successes here. Yeah, she's not going to spend anything. Perfect. Nine successes. All right, go ahead and roll that damage. One for this first one. One. All right, roll that second attack. Seven successes. That's a hit. His defense is now only one. Go ahead and roll that one die of damage for your second attack. A seven. A one. All right. So that brings him down to his second minus two health box. Go ahead and roll that third attack against his defense of only one. Seven successes. All right. That hits him again. Roll that one die of damage. All right. Nothing there. Um, You could spend a point of willpower if you want. Nah. All right. And roll that final attack, which is against a defense of zero. Seven successes. Seven successes means you hit, and you can now roll your last damage of 29 dice. That's 10 points of damage. That is enough to take him out of this fight. What does that look like as you make these four attacks, essentially rendering Ray unable to continue? If I'm not mistaken, he is smashed against a pillar? Yes. So would he have gotten back up again? Whatever you think is best dramatically. So follow your feet. 
I believe he would have gotten back up and Rizzo runs to him. She has her blade just trailing behind her. The tip of it, the very, very tip of it is dragging on the ground behind her as she feels the ground beneath her and the sword bumping her hand starts to cement with the sword. She jumps off of a upcoming rock from the busted column, some debris, and she drives her sword down onto Ray, making a windmill-like motion in like a counterclockwise. So she's swinging it from behind her, then just straight down on him and letting it ride, letting it flow through her. What position is this leaving Ray in? Is this slicing him in twain? Is it like pinning him? What are you? So uh, she just crashes down on the armor that's on him. It shatters everything. And it's almost as though he has his head in a bell or next to a gong and she just rang the shit out of it and it kind of leaves him with a ringing sensation in his ears and not aiming for anywhere in particular but just aiming at him to disarm him and dismantle so he is completely laid to waste by this he reels back he is panting against the edge of this mostly destroyed shrine gate as he takes one of his hands bloodied and shaking. All right, I get it. There was no hope for me. There never was. You're too good, Rizzo. What do you say? We try to sit down and talk this out. I thought you'd never ask. And she reaches a hand forward and puts her sword back behind her and helps him up and lends a shoulder. I always knew I could count on you. Now, won't you join us for lunch at Madame Faye's? I suppose it is appropriate that we should be sharing a drink at a time like this. I don't want to share one drink at a time. I want to have my own drink. Yeah. That's a turn of phrase. I'm surprised you're not familiar with it. I'm very bad at turning phrases. That's true. She really is. Clearly. It's a a brand. It's a personal brand for her. Rizzo, I trust that you're in good health? No, thanks to you. I am in super health. Superlative? Yep, that's the word. Superlative health. Thank you. I hope you're coming down with a cold. Or worse. The sickness. Ooh, ah, 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 ah. You mother. Get up. Anyhow, I would be lying if I said that my bones did not ache more than once they did. Man, I know how that goes when your bones aching. Eh? Up top. Anyone? No. Ah, you're that making... was in poor taste. I'm just not sure. I think it was a sex thing. It I usually just, is. I just stay quiet. That's. I just don't know. See, that's a that's a decent strategy. Mm-hmm. I don't want to like high five you to something that is like once it's explained to me, I'm like, ah, oh, man. Now why did I go and do that? But I also want to support you as a friend. Yeah, see, because you can't retract a high five once it's no, given. No, I could give you, you know what I should start doing is just say something right before, like, who loves ice cream? And then right before we high five, just to kind of change things a little bit. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. I have found success using a similar tactic, but instead, I lead off with who's your nasty daddy. Then I go in for the high fives. Works every time. Isn't that cheating a little bit? Not anymore, I would assume, than what you're doing, or what you've just suggested. Mine's nicer. 
Yeah, like everybody likes cream made out of ice. Like no, nobody wants nasty parents. Look, well. everybody might not like a nasty daddy, but everybody needs a nasty daddy. I don't need that. I've, I've grown up fine without a dad, so my dad's never been nasty. That does not hold up in my experience. I think you that you're lying to dad. me. Rizzo's parents are very good people. Like, I met them, and they were super nice, and they were very kind, and they live in a very clean house, so... Mm-hmm. Oh, and the not f- find one nasty thing. Yeah. Well, except for that frog. Yeah, th- that's not their he fault. He doesn't live there. He's a squatter. Well, I mean, he is a frog. Of course he's squatting. Oh, I Damn. get that one. Very clever. That's one I'll high-five, too. Yeah. I'm just saying, it's not necessarily about the state of the home, this is a question about the state of the bedroom. I didn't see their bedroom, but I imagine it's just as clean as the rest of the house. Really, like, judging people on the cleanliness of their room is kind of unfair, because, like, people like us don't even have rooms. The look on your face tells me this is also a dirty joke. I've seen this just. similarly on Ashen Mask's face, so, again, I will not respond. You're not just fully uh. understanding Giving a lady no room to work. Why Why is Why is there so much sex in the world? It's... I mean, it is a necessity. Babies. I know. A necessity, even. No. Nice. I, ba- babies are weird. They're little, like, heavy things. Sometimes they're light things, and they're so frail. And, like, but then their hands, like, when they grasp your finger, it's so strong. And you don't want to, like, break your finger out. But then they cry, and they pee, and they poop all over the place. And then they vomit, and they have to, like, burp every time they're fed. And, ugh. And they smell so bad no matter how much you clean them. Uh, Let me tell you a thing or two about babies. Babies are necessary, and also they can be a very, very useful tool. I think you've forgotten something. If you spend long enough waiting, eventually you're going to find the baby that you're looking for. One, that's been sired by a god, but has been ignoring the existence of the child. That's your opening. You ingratiate yourself with the child and their family. And bada-bing, bada-boom, what do you know, 25 years later, well, you're on the verge of killing that bastard and replacing them with that child you found. Uh, I don't even know if I've been alive for 25 years. I don't want to think, think that I want to look for a baby that's half God and then wait 25 more years. Oh, sweetie, you're exalted. You're going to be around for a long, long time. I don't want to spend that time waiting on babies. You don't just have to spend the whole time waiting. You can do other things. Yeah, man. I mean, eventually you'll lose that baby waiting. Technically, it's happening right now. My waiting for a baby to be 25 years old? Well, that baby could have uh, been born around the same time you were. So when you guys find each other at 25, it's 25 years later that you didn't know you were waiting. But you will have lost a lot of that key ingratiation period. Happens. It's a lot harder to worm your way in at 25 than it is at I don't three. know. I think at 25, I've had some pretty uh, easy times worming my way in, if you if you know what I mean. Anyone up top? Well, who likes bunnies? Yes. Dead. I like bunnies. I want a high five, too. Yes. Not more than mice or bears or lions, though. Definitely not. Mice, bears, mice, bears, and lions are definitely my favorite, and I love them the best. I don't know. I heard bunnies. You got really excited. Yeah, I also heard you like lice and mares. I might might have snuck just a little something something into uh, the tea house today. 
Slow. Slow. That's a, a contraband that explains item. Explains a lot. How yeah. rude. How what's what's you're rude. I'm not the one sneaking contraband into the tea house. No, you're the one saying that people's parents are gross. You're gross. But tea is something that is very, very important. Tea is ceremony. Tea is culture. Tea is honor and tea is respect. If you don't respect the tea making process and the tea consumption process, then frankly I don't trust you. To respect anything. Yeah, you've really got to respect everything that goes on with the tea. You know, like the tea, tea bagging process. You just dip, 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 leave it in for a little bit, let it warm up, and then take it out. Yep. It's very important. I don't like tea that comes in a bag. In Jaway, um, in our, I think it was in middle school, we had to take a tea bagging class. It was more ceremonial and the symbolism in it, so... We just practiced until we had our final, and we just tied a tea bag in front of everyone. Oh, yes. Teacher I believe that us. I saw a roster. They called the course Tea Bagging for Lovers, right? Mm-hmm. Usually the people who do most successfully in that class are nominated to be lovers. Um, it's just it's just the uh, customs in Jaway. You tea know, bagging for lovers. To put a nice bow on this conversation, I think that we can all say that success, well, it starts early.